This is the Just Chirpin' Podcast. Last in your cachet, but first in your heart. No chin straps? Not I today. Want, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Piranis Hockey World, the play store for the hockey player, On Your Game Pro Shop, Skate Detailing, Tape and Accessories, Skates Pro Shop, Skate Sticks, Pucks and More, and True Edge Skate Sharpening and Detailing. Thank you to our sponsors, and we hope that our listeners will go ahead and check these guys out. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Great. <laughs> You're awfully cheery yeah. this afternoon or evening. What's yeah. up? Is it because Jay's not here? It has nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jay's out. Jay is out. We gave him the boot. He's off the show, and he's just doing production work now. <laughs> Sounds like just kidding, August. Jay's mom. <laughs> he hasn't been booted off the podcast. Uh, well, Chris, what did you have going on this weekend? Well, not so much this weekend, but I just got my first estimate, rough estimate, for having a 10 by 10 foot concrete um, pad poured at my house. Any idea on the cost for that? They have to excavate and do the prep work. Okay, mm. so I'm going to throw uh, $900 out. I would say that's going to cost you $2,500. Three grand. Mm. Closest All to right, the actual so, retail price without going over. So seriously, <laughs> buy a couple shovels, dig out your hole, lay some two-by-fours, and go get some ready mix and do it yourself. I'll help you pour it. Boom, done. That sounds awful. I might just put the hot tub in the driveway. <laughs> it's already there. You know what? Put, it, I, uh, <laughs> put it right at the end of the driveway so everybody can see as they drive by. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't argue with them. <laughs> Pad's already done. <laughs> right. And honestly, I could just take, you know, part of the fence there because it's fenced in all along the backyard and just, you know, move those two panels out and enclose it in there into the backyard. You know, problem solve. You know, and then all you're doing is buying a little extra fence, and you're going to be maybe four or five hundred dollars out instead of three grand. Oh, I got plenty of extra fence, so I'm. You know, <laughs> why are shoot. we negotiating this? Let's just. Do I don't it. know. <laughs> I might have to, you know, take a look at that. Then I'm going to have to move my gutter, and yeah, uh, yeah. But then stuff. you can't walk off the deck and into the hot tub. No, but I can roll out of my car when I pull in at the end of the night <laughs> into the hot tub. <laughs> I, I have no retort. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you do have options if you wanted to do it yourself. I mean, it, it, to me, it doesn't seem like a big deal. I, I guess I've seen my dad pour enough concrete, you know, building barns and stuff that I, I know that you get a bunch of buddies and a bunch of beer that you can come out with a somewhat level floor. <laughs> it really wouldn't take that much to dig up three and a half inches of earth, throw a bit of sand down, and then ready mix it in a wheelbarrow. I'm being, I was being honest. I wasn't trying to be funny there. No. Like I said, you just outline it with a two by four. Yeah. And yeah. We did that to my grandpa's. No, we didn't ready mix it. Sorry. Never mind. We had a truck come and pour it. Oh. And this guy was going well, with was that? four Honestly, inches of crushed stone for underlayment and then four inches of concrete. So he's doing a lot of digging. You don't need to go that, that far with no. it. Yeah, eight inches. Yeah, we don't have to go go down that far. For you ladies out there, you know what eight inches <laughs> but is. But compared to six, <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> we could do it and have a truck come and pour it. Yeah. For that matter, we're just paying for the concrete at that point. And wouldn't it just be easier for you to uh, help me build a deck? I think concrete's going to be the most 
I, I got to get on Menard's website and get a material readout for a deck, but not yeah. a sponsor yet. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> I know, but you, you were preoccupied there. I thought I had to pick up the slack. Shoot. <laughs> but actually onto the weekend, um, you know, hot tubs, parties, all that good stuff. Uh, listener, Rick, we were at his birthday party on Saturday. So we are, uh, we are available to, uh, Come be guests at your party and make it a very lively evening. <laughs> make appearances. Yes. Yeah, we make appearances. We'll eat your uh, brisket. We'll bring our own beer at least, um, and we'll watch football with you and hang out. Just chirping on the road. Just chirping for hire on the road. Yeah, you feed us, we'll show up. Just don't be weird. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brent? Yeah. I- didn't do a whole lot this weekend, you know, kind of uh, worked on, you know, finishing up some packing. So I guess by the time this gets aired, you know, uh, Beth and I found a place and uh, getting ready to uh, move out and move on and move in, I guess is the best way I can put it. So, moving on up in the world. Moving on up. Did you put your two weeks in with your current residence? No, no. We finally got the official dates on everything yesterday. We're, we were waiting a week because we are we thought that, uh, like, the underwriting, they would say, hey, this is officially when you can do it. And we didn't hear anything until yesterday. And so uh, now that we have that done, uh, we can say, okay, it's official. This, this is the dates that we, you know. Yeah. Because we were kind of, you know, we wanted to, you know, give notice as soon as we had a date so that we can uh, – you know, let them move on in their process and we can move forward in ours. And, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of quiet. And I'm, Beth, when, when do we actually, I don't know. I'll send a message. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, ne- next Friday, I guess it is the official date. So it's nice to yeah. put a pin in that. I yeah. know that that's been stressing you out all yes, summer. Major stress. So, but yeah, moving forward and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll start picking little projects apart and get it going. Sweet. So, and you? I don't have a whole lot to report. The, yeah, nice. The Irish upset Wisconsin on Saturday. That made me happy. See, I okay, uh, correct me because I don't watch uh, football hardly at all, but I heard some guys talking in the locker room about the game, and it was like, I hear it was like, quote, unquote, I don't want to say a blowout, but a lot of a lot of scoring was done in the fourth quarter because it yeah. was relatively close up until the fourth. That is correct. Okay, I was yes. like, it was, yeah, it was a complete blowout. And other guys like, uh, no, that game was like literally within a touchdown or less up until the fourth. Yep, up until a few interceptions that tur- turned over for six gotcha. points plus an extra point. So it sounded like it was a good game if you're a, you're a Notre Dame fan. It, it was great for me, yes, um, <laughs> but was a tight game too. So the game was great all the way through. And then when the wheels fell off the Wisconsin buggy and the Irish just started scoring and it wasn't at will, it was just real poor passes. No, Notre Dame isn't off. in the big 10 anymore. Are they? What They're are they, not. They what, never were in the big 10. What What are they? In? They're in the big 10 in hockey. Yeah. And they're independent and loosely affiliated with the ACC in football. Gotcha. And then every other athletics, uh, Every other sport, rather, is in the ACC. Okay, gotcha. All right. I was trying to figure it out. They used to be don't in care. the in the Big East. <laughs> right? Don't care. <laughs> don't care. I get it. <laughs> Most Michigan and Michigan State fans don't care. Uh, don't care about them either. Um, Fire up chips. Oh, so you don't really care about anything? No. Like, go Chargers. Know, yeah. 
college football nope. or golf, you know, nope. stuff like that. No, nope. I'm just, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're, you're, you're talking about college, college football, you know, I went to central Michigan and I literally could probably count on my hand, one hand, but how many times I actually made it into a game out of my, you know, four years there. Sure. But I can tell you that I was at every single game <laughs> at some capacity. <laughs> yeah, that sounds much like Chris's college career. Yeah. I played. You know, uh, we made it into most every game. I don't remember. Yeah, you, you know, I played college soccer, so it was kind of hard. You know, it was like, got a game today. So it was, you'd go up there, wander, tool around, and then. Uh, Kelly Short Stadium is what's, what it is up there at Mount Pleasant, and you just kind of go on the backside of the fence, and that was the soccer field. So either you were tailgating it up and not making it home, or you just kind of strolled through on your way to the your own game. So it was kind of busy. I get it. You know, so. Yeah. Other than that, this is a. I think that's a, that's a real good what's the water around the room here. Well, yeah. yeah. I was we, sitting there going, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I should have participated more. In uh, attending the uh, football games in college, or yeah, I felt like in I could have added here at the no, table. No, yeah, both. <laughs> I I feel like I could have added a lot to the fan base, the stands. You know, I, I'm definitely there to entertain, and I kind of let myself down now looking back on it. Like as I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, I could have wore a lot of skirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you were a lot just of costumes. I could have had signs. I I I. Wow, I failed my college. <laughs> You're just a late bloomer is all. That's true. You really came out of your shell once you got into your 40s. That's yeah, all. That's that, all. That actually is pretty true. So, Oh, speaking of which, you oh. celebrated a birthday the other day. Yeah. Happy birthday oh, to right. you. Did you notice that I didn't try to mention that? Like, oh, my bad with that. You know, you didn't write that in our course or our show itinerary no. here. I'm sorry. You, you know what? A lot of it by design. Uh, thank you, by the way, uh, that uh, this year I shut everything off that I wanted or knew about that had my birthday on it. And I was like, kind of wanted to be left alone this year. You know, it's, it's not like I'm like depressed or anything like that. It's, I just didn't want the phone going off nonstop. I was just kind of, you know, what? let's just see if we can get skate through this one. I think I made myself a little depressed because, like, why aren't people saying happy birthday? <laughs> um, oh, I forgot I shut that off. But you know what? The really nice thing about it is, is like, kind of got to see some of the, the maybe true friends and followers because there was a lot of people that I would have never anticipated that I maybe took for granted, granted in the past because they kind of got lost in the mix of everybody out of the blues, you know, somebody, Hey, happy birthday. I'm like, how the hell would you know? You know, Beth. it's yeah. all Beth's fault. It's Beth. Well, it was lot, her post, her, her post but a lot of these people aren't even friends with hers. That's what I was saying. Oh. It, was, it was quite interesting to see some, uh, the, well, she tagged you in it. So it showed yeah, up on true. your wall, but at any rate, yes. you have to scroll by that and see it to yeah. um, acknowledge it. Was really it. nice. You know, birthdays are the only good thing about Facebook. It's nice to yeah. have that reminder. I've gotten, I've been off from Facebook considerably. Yeah. And I've missed so it. many birthdays. Oh, don't worry about it. I feel bad. Just but I think through. I'm going to do the same thing you did is shut off the birthday announcement. Yep. So I don't have to deal with it because I want to respond to each and every person. Yeah. And that's the thing I notice is I like, find that to be important. You got to give them a heart and a little thank you, you know? Yes. And, and it's just. And it's probably not necessary, but in my mind, it is. In yours, 
You gotta respond. We think it is. They took the time to do that. You well, Chris is good back. at that too. I'm pretty I, sure. It just took me a week to respond to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what? I replied back on the birthday note, though. Uh, you know, going back a couple weeks, um, I took a picture of it and I, di- I didn't post it. I thought about posting it, but uh, you know, as we talked about with the passing of Kim Purs, mm-hmm. um, I've been stopping over there now and then and seeing John, checking on him, and sure enough, on the calendar, John points out. It's your birthday on Sunday, is it not? And then there it is in Kim's handwriting, my birthday. And oh I was like, are you serious? And I was like, why, why is my birthday on the, on your wall calendar? And she was like, she must have heard it somewhere, and she always wrote it down. Start going through the months. She's got this and this and this. I mean, that's... Shoot, pe- I thought yeah. my 70-something-year-old mom was the only one that still did that. The wall calendar? <laughs> the wall calendar oh, yeah, with birthday. all the birthdays on the it. now does it, too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there. Uh, Must be a lady thing. I think it's a, it's the lady. So other than that, no, good weekend, good relaxing. What else we got? We, I, I think I think we've covered our what's what Yeah, that was a pretty good segment. One. So let's You don't get- want to mention our crappy golf game that we had on Friday? No, I really don't want to. Okay. Okay, we didn't mention it. Yeah. And and I said I was going to watch the Ryder Cup, and I was busy all weekend, and I didn't get around to watching the Ryder Cup. But I heard the U.S. won. Apparently so. So that's good? Yeah. I can't confirm yeah. or deny. I, if Jay was here, we'd have a little bit more banter. But... Yeah, and another 20 minutes of what's what. <laughs> <laughs> There's always next week. There's always next week, guys. So uh, I heard not there's... Not rate. <laughs> I heard that... Um, there's some new information regarding the Arizona audit. Would you like to uh, fill us in a little bit on that one, Chris? Wait a minute. Does this call for conspiracy music, or is this like... Oh, it's starting to um, not be quite a conspiracy anymore. Uh, Oh, fill us in. I retract that. (laughs) So (laughs) they had their announcement stuff last Friday, Um and the day before on Thursday, a document was leaked from a draft report or whatever that showed that actually Trump lost votes in total for Maricopa County um, down in Arizona. So he went from, yeah, he lost like 260 votes and Biden actually had another hundred more. Um, okay. So that was kind of the headline that everybody ran with. And, you know, I guess if you only look through pages one and two, of the report, uh, that's all you're going to see. But if you go down just a little bit more, I don't know, to page five, and I would highly recommend to everyone on this type of stuff, don't necessarily listen to the news. If there's a source that you can directly go to and get out there and read the actual report or results, give that a shot before you get somebody's you know take on it and whatnot with their reporting. You know what, Chris? I'm not going to lie. You are my news center. Well, you know, I, I'm <laughs> quoting from primary source documents here. So granted, it was partisanly funded by the AZ Republicans, but, you know, they go through methodology and everything. Hmm. So what they ended up finding out was around 55,000 uh, potentially fraudulent votes that were cast within the county. Um, I believe for the entire state, Biden's victory was only 11,000. So what they had found is, I'll uh, just kind of give the big groupings here. Mail-in ballots voted from prior address, uh, 23,000. More ballots returned by voter than received, 9,000. Voters that potentially voted in multiple counties, uh, 5,300. Official results do not match who voted, 3,400. More duplicates than originals. 
2,600. Um, In-person voters who moved out, 2,400. Voters moved out of state, 2,000. Votes counted in excess of voters who voted, 1,500. And then it goes down another 10 different ways that there was potential cheating or irregularities um, for that. So kind of like, yes, I'm cutting you off here. You've got a list there of probably about 30 items, Mm -hmm. you know. And if I took the bottom third of that list, would you say that's 11,000 votes right there that could be the difference in what you said? Not the bottom third. The second third? The middle third? One of the thirds? Uh, Probably the top third. Just because it dropped so quickly. Yeah, okay. Um, and then another thing, if you go further into the report, I think it was page 57. Um, they also examined the entire voter roll out of 2.1 million people, and they could not identify 86,000 people that had cast ballots as actual people. Oh, no kid. So that's a lot of potentially mysterious people that don't exist. And they matched it up with a commercially bought database basically you know if you're a business you can go buy a mailing list so see one of the things that i did did catch a little bit on that too i, I heard part of the audit also revealed that uh that it was connected to the internet which and it had remote access uh, yeah they did it. not report out on that finding because the county um definitely threw some roadblocks up on court orders and judgments and trying to but fight that's something that, that's but, not allowed though correct that's what i thought Okay. And they also had issues with the passcodes. Um, basically, what it sounds like is that these voting systems come in and run the entire election and have kind of complete control over it. They actually don't report the results to this um, county clerks. They report it directly to the media and then to the county clerks. So, like, they it seems handle ass it all. backwards. That yes. seems bass backwards, yes. all right. Yeah. So, basically, contracting out what you know, your government should be doing and handling and stuff. So uh, more to come based on these findings, compound that by the other 49 States. See if there's fraudulence there. It's not going to change anything in the long run. You know, it it, it is what it is, but you know, if anything does come out of it, you know, maybe, maybe they can make it, uh, I think more of an ethical process, I guess, you know, I, I, you know, we've been sitting here arguing about, you know, arguing slash talking about, depending on, you know, what side of the fence you're on, I guess. Since, you know, the election last year, I personally think everybody should have an ID to vote or have something on your actual driver's license or your ID that, like, check mark. you know, hey, guess what? I can donate my organs when I die. You know, maybe there should be a box in there that says, hey, you know what? I'm a registered voter. I'm registered voter. to vote. I agree completely. You, you know, I know people, you know, they go, oh, you know, it's this and that, and I don't want to get into all that garbage, but come on, if I have to show my ID to get a, get a six-pack of beer, yeah, you're oh, going to have it on I'll you. do you one better. You know, you have to show yeah. an ID to mail a package. Now, do you really? Yes. You, oh, wow. Ted Kaczynski really changed the system there, didn't he? It took what a while. Like 20 years <laughs> later. Oh, geez, 20 years later. <laughs> Oops. When uh, does this go into effect? It did. It did. Uh, maybe a year ago, which I thought was ironic because I just noticed the signs popping up probably mid summer of last year. So I don't know. That was kind of timed so, incidentally. I haven't Funny. had to show an ID to do a return package. Would that be not 
considered uh, that I'm not sure. Package? I don't know. They have signs up whenever I've gone to FedEx that said federal law, you need to show an ID for mailing a package. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, no. I don't see anything wrong with showing an ID when you, you I, they check your ID when you go vote to cross your name off. Pay, well, photo ID. In Michigan. It, oh, yeah. So that's just this, a is, this is the problem that we're yeah. talking okay. about here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that should everywhere. be a, a federal thing. And yeah. even if you don't have an ID, as long as you have like a bill or something showing your address or whatever on it. I think it, you should have to have a photo ID of some sort, yeah. whether it be a passport, a CPL. Student ID. Student ID. Yeah. Something that shows a picture of you and your name, and they, they can cross-reference all of that. Take all of the, make it foolproof. Take all of the guesswork and the what ifs. Yeah. So we don't have to go through this conspiracy thing on whether or not the vo- the election was fraudulent or anything ever again. Yes, you know what? You know, personally, a lot of the problems are you know when you're talking to somebody who's absolutely not a politician. <laughs> Clearly, um, <laughs> oh, you think? But like each state is allowed to quote unquote govern itself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so then you got Michigan that's going to do X and Ohio's going to do Y and Nebraska's going to do Z. If you're going to have a universal system, like voting for the president of the United States or voting in general or something like that, there should be a standard set of rules that apply to everybody across the whole board. It's at a federal level. I disagree. Why? Because Why? it shouldn't be a federal law on that. You're voting I'm in all, a federal election, though. It doesn't matter. How does that not matter? Federalism, bro. Do you not remember civics? It nope, was a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. and I've drank a lot of beer since then. So, no, you you can refresh my memory. Uh, the elections are left up to the state by the Constitution. Well, the Constitution no, needs no, to no, change. No, 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 well, no. change it. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. You can change it. It's pretty easy. I'm just, just walk up there and redline it. of the states or whatever it is or two-thirds. Chris, I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's saying there. But I, the process should be uniform so that you can't sit there and look at Arizona as this example over here and then Texas over here. If everybody follows the same process to get the same results, that's what I'm getting at. It's the process, not the actual governing of a state. I would, well... No, but the no, I'm not talking the governing of the state. It's the actual like the elections and stuff are left up to the states to do and to administer. Well, yeah, that, that and part I also ma- get obvious. that, and that sounds fine and dandy if you want to nationally make a law that says you have to have an ID to vote. But right. what if on the flip side somebody says nationally you do not have to show an ID, and then no state has to require can require an ID to vote because nationally they said. No, well, that's true too. I guess so. Yeah, you, you got, you got me it. in a corner there. <laughs> Nobody puts Brenny in the corner. <laughs> so that, that's the uh, uh, no, you know, the flip side to uh, centralized power and stuff on that. So, man, we'll flip Call our way through this. Man. Yeah, I, clearly I didn't do so well in government. <laughs> Civics was a bitch. Yeah, I'll openly admit I cheated in high school. Flat out. What was his name? No, Biden. no, not like that. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I do remember, you know, government class, civics class, whatever, you know, uh, it was called. And I remember I failed that damn test that you had to, like, get through to pass a class. Like, I, I seriously just don't care about politics at all. Well, Mrs. Nykamp was her name, or Miss Nykamp. She just so happened to have to go 
you know, to the bathroom or check something out in the hallway, and she left the answer key on the desk, and I was right there in the front row because I didn't know how to keep my mouth shut during class. <laughs> and I was there right by myself. Attempt number three. Number I'm one. not going to fail this uh, one. Yep. Number oh, one. she knew hey. what she was doing. Yeah, she number, didn't want you back for the fourth no, time. She's like, this <laughs> kid's your senior. Got to get this prick out of my classroom. But I did. I just sat there. Okay, one, three, number. Okay, well, I'm going to fuck up on number five. Just, just so, so she knows I was cheating. <laughs> yeah, she knows I was cheating. I don't know. Mind blown. <laughs> I was good at math, just not this. Uh, I've actually gotten better at that kind of stuff the older I got. And then, I don't know. It turns oh, out it was important. Figure out how to rig an election. Yeah, you know, che- got some good things right here. On you know, I, I hate, I hate saying this, you know, but I, I actually have no qualms about it. I had absolutely, I no problem saying it now because I'm, I'm pushing the half century market. That Whoa. I cheated basically all through high school, and all cheating did was teach me how to study. It really did. So then when I went to college, you know, you get caught cheating in college, you, you, they throw you out. <laughs> and it was just like all these little tic, uh, uh, tactics that I used uh, to cheat and all that kind of stuff. It, it actually taught me how to study. And I was a real good college student, man. I, I'm i really proud of my college career. I, like barely studied, drank a lot of beer, walking out with A's. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> you had it in you all along. I did, absolutely. It just took you a little while to actually apply your efforts. Yeah, apply my efforts. Yeah. The other thing is, too, is like, you know, going back to the high school thing, I think it's kind of funny, you know, this is for all the teachers out there. I want you guys to pay attention. <laughs> okay. So, I see what you did there. Yeah. Good one. So pay attention here. Because I'm going to teach everybody in the world what I did. And holy smokes, it was magic. Computers were new back then. So it was laser printers. So we're going back to 1990, all right? 1989, 90, somewhere in that. And I was a teacher's aide, okay? And so what ended up happening is is I learned to begin uh, get access or know where tests were being kept before they went printing. I knew the computer side of things, and I was kind of a nerd in that aspect of it. What I learned quickly was all the smart kids, they wanted to know what was on the test, too. They didn't want to cheat on the test, but they wanted to have the heads up. Was this back in the day when password security wasn't a thing so yeah, everybody's was, password was like one 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 exactly <laughs> whatever the five characters yes. were <laughs> absolutely um so what ended up happening is i would make a copy of these tests and i would give it to the smart kids like Shh, quiet you don't say anything and the smart kids would end up taking this test and they'd do the test so they would get like a like like a prequel to what's gonna to come I would take this test now that I know how to do all the printing and I would match up the questions and answers, print them off on a laser printer so tiny I could roll them up like a fortune cookie inside a big pen. <laughs> and just I, roll the pen oh, over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You take the cap off that thing or the, 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 the pen part of it and slide that little cheat sheet right in there. I had boxes of pens in my locker room for eat or in my locker for each class that I had, and I was just handing them out to all us, like like you know, sports and dumbasses. It's like I didn't I didn't make any money, so I was a real dumbass on the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, everybody would hand their pens in at the end, take all the slips out, and get ready for next week's exams. I mean, it was a system, and I did it for three years. I had 
I had like the jeez. I had the kids <laughs> that did guy. the kids that didn't care about class or school or anything. They had no problem actually stealing tests. Like they were going through desks. Like it was, oh my god, Unreal. it was like the movie uh, the heist. You know, I quick take off because I got my little student pass, student teacher pass. Quick, make a copy, deliver it back. Smart kids, ball in play. Three years of that stuff. Shoot, the only thing I ever copied at school was the master key <laughs> to get into the, all the classrooms. That's, that seems pretty elevated, though. What do you do with that key? Do you do anything dumb? No, not really. Then I just had it. That is a lost opportunity. Yeah. yeah nothing dumb. We did use the private bathroom regularly, though. Did you? Yeah, there was one bathroom. You make the, it sound weird. We did not. Not together. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but... In high school, you don't want to have to take a shit in general pop. You want the teacher's facility. It's... The one-holer, you got a little bit of privacy. You can take your time. You don't have to worry about you know how noisy things are going to get after you had Butch's Beach Burritos for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. <laughs> so we took advantage funny. of that key. and You did. That was the only reason why I wanted to I didn't to really use it for anything. Wow! Uh, it turns out I ended up just. I going never home had a problem. I like I don't know if it, like my dad and the, and the way things were around her. I ha- I have never had a problem just dropping trowel, pissing, taking a shit, doing whatever I had to do. I don't even care. I don't even care if you're standing right there next to me. Just I don't care. Hmm. Got to do what I got to do. Yeah, different strokes for different <laughs> folks. Me on the other hand, I like I like my privacy. Wow! I don't want anybody looking at me while I'm grunting and groaning over here. You know, okay, so I'll ask you this. You know, we're talking over now. Now, now you see it really this, got dark. Yeah, this, or, or this brown. Whole, this whole conversation went right to the shitter. Uh, <laughs> your generation, there's 15 years gap between us. Did all your stalls have doors on them? Like I, our generation, every like there was no doors I on the front. Originally, of stalls. they had there. They had been damaged over the course of time. Okay. So we always had an open front. Somebody's walking by is like, how'd you do on your cap test? (laughs) Hang on. Let me pick this one off for the pencil (laughs) or the pen. We we had, our school was, was updated in one wing and then there was an older section. And I remember in one of the hallways, there was um, like three urinals, three or four urinals, and then a single hole with a door and then there was a, a larger handicap stall yep. with a door, but that larger handicap had two toilets in it. So what they yeah, did, buddy system. They, <laughs> there was some buddy systems <laughs> yeah. going on there. Yeah. Uh, but what they had done was they converted it to a handicap accessible restroom, but the plumbing was already in so place left it. for the third toilet. So you had four urinals and three toilets with stall doors and they left it. And I, there was an occasion where you'd see four four legs in that uh, <laughs> in that stall when you looked underneath. <laughs> oh, it's time to wash your hands after this one. Oh my god! What else do we have going well, on? Well, speaking of shit, uh, <laughs> Eminem. Yes. Oh, yeah. not what that he's shit or anything. I just thought that was a good line. Change. Oh, I was talking the candy. Just kidding. <laughs> I love Eminems. They don't melt in your hands. They melt in your mouth. Oh, true. Um, so today Eminem's restaurant opened up in Detroit. It is located down by Comerica Park, I believe. And they had a line all the way down from there to the Fillmore. I know they said the Fillmore. I'm pretty sure it was Comerica Park that was in the background. Well, they're all right in the same spot. They're all down there now. Yep. Um, any ideas on what 
Mr. Slim Shady's restaurant is titled. Okay. okay. I have two ideas. I want to ask a question first. What is the menu like? Is it American? And I will Italian not. Or uh, like burgers or pizza? Italian. It's Italian? Maybe. Maybe. It's attributed to Italian. It might be fake Italian. Oh, Like shoot. pizza. Oh, that gives it away. Gotcha. I got three now. Hmm. You want to guess or you want me to go? Oh, I am. Give me one guess each and then I'll give you another hint. No, I don't need any hints. Oh. I don't know. Don Marshall's. I have three guesses. Who's Don Marshall? Don's like king, you know, Italian. Oh, okay. Stefan? Do you want all three of my guesses? Yeah, I guess. You're so eager. <laughs> oh, well, I can, I can retain a no, few. No, go ahead. Okay. And so, then I want to give you guys another hint. Yes. Because you're Let's narrow it down. It. Okay. Um, one is, uh, Slim Angus. <laughs> I see what and, you did there. And, uh, and number two is Lose Yourself. Why are you getting into the all, uh, deep in, uh, NPR voice here? And then, uh, <laughs> you want my third or you want me to wait for this one? I just want you to talk normal and give the third. Okay. My third one, <laughs> my third one is, uh, which I think is the most accurate is mom spaghetti. Ooh. Mother trucker, you got it. <laughs> it is. It's mom spaghetti. Are you kidding me? Palms are wet. Yeah. So Weak like knees. I see. Knowing what type of uh, food it was changed everything. I know. Once he said that, I go, "Oh, it's obviously yeah. mom spaghetti." He's got vomit on his sweater already. Really? Mom spaghetti. Yeah. But the... you, you giving me the hand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. copyrighted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor yet. I handled it, Harry. So I came across just an M Live video. And they were showing the, what I thought it was, they just said like M&M's new shop open mom's spaghetti. And I was like, oh, okay. And they were up at the top showing the second floor or whatever. And I didn't realize that it was a two level thing. I just thought it was on the second floor and you walk in and, or as you walk up to it, it's a trailer like made out of, you know, to look like a trailer or whatever in this building. And you walk in and they just have some memorabilia in there. It's basically a gift shop. I was like, wow, this seems like a lot of hype for, you know, somebody to come buy a t-shirt that says mom's spaghetti on it. A couple minutes later, you know, they get down and it's an actual like walk up counter and stuff, a uh, quick service restaurant or whatever, where they serve spaghetti to go. Oh, no kidding. Spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs, um, garlic toast, you know, mm. your the staples work. for spaghetti. So, so is it set up like a diner? Because I kind of picture like a, a mobile diner. home being yeah. like a, that would be a really good concept. That's kind of what I was thinking. Well, yeah. I when say Rosie's they, Diner because that that was kind of a popular thing up in Traverse City, and it, I don't want to say it was like a a, a trailer setup, but it, it, it was a diner. Yeah, you drive by it, and it looked like one of those old wind streams. I mm-hmm. guess is the best uh-huh. way of putting it, you know? Yeah, or like a rail car or something yep. like that. Yeah, I would. not for the restaurant part, at least from what I saw. Is there like a speakeasy you go in the back and they have rap battles and shit like that? <laughs> I doubt that. Uh, but maybe. Who knows? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Hmm. But no, it looked uh, all glass, kind of two-story open. How much for a plate of spaghetti? I mean, you got a line that goes all the way down to the Fillmore. They're going to charge me 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Probably. I have no idea. They didn't get into that. Hmm. Slim Shady, Mr. Eminem, did make an appearance, though, there and gave out free spaghetti to the <laughs> first three people that were in line. That's also, it? So he got to meet them. The only the or first they got three. to meet him. First three. Uh, 
That's all. Well, those group anyway. He didn't have time for all of that. He's busy working on a new rap album. Or is he? Who knows? Who knows? He surprised us with his last one. Uh Uh-huh. Keeps surprising us. Yeah. Stick to rap. Stay off your politics, Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's trying to be a restaurateur tour now. Is that what it is? Businessman. Yeah. Branch out. Use your name. Have somebody come to you with a concept. I'll admit it's kind of interesting. It is, you know. I mean, he's got like a, a he's got a classy version of Fazoli's. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop you right there. Fazoli's was fucking awesome. It still is. It's pretty good. Is there? Uh, there's one around here. Yeah, Alpine. Where? Alpine. Yeah, they used to have that one on 28th Street. And holy smokes, I go there and it's like, can I get more breadsticks? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's all about the breadsticks, just like Olive Garden. Yes. And the bottomless, I, you know what? I love the bottomless uh, salad. Uh, I do. And the Zupa. I don't even know. You need to order a regular meal there. I love the Zupa. I love well, the salad. Well, you can go for lunch and get uh, unlimited soup and salad. What about breadsticks? Well, that's a given. That's a oh, given. Jeez. Yeah, it's Olive Garden. Not a sponsor yet. No, Fazoli's or Olive Garden? What are we talking about? Both, both either. Oh, all right. Yeah, neither a sponsor yet, like you said, Brent. <laughs> That's my line. Huh. Well, let's move forward from Eminem's uh, Mom's Spaghetti restaurant. This next story is kind of similar with, you know, white trash. Oh. How's that for a line change, boys? That's a, that's a real good one. Sounds like a Monday Night Beer League. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on a jersey. So have you guys watched uh, or caught the Netflix um, show Crime and Penalties? I did. Okay. I did. Just the one episode. Well, there's only that. Well, that was the only episode yeah. about the damn Barry Trashers. It was about like an hour and a half long. And if I hadn't, uh, it's called a documentary. But they have other series to hold off on talking about it, so I could join in. I would have turned that off within probably five minutes of starting to watch it. Mm. Why? I cannot stand those New Jersey type. Oh, I'm I I can yeah yeah. I understand. It's the the and especially Alex, AJ AJ yeah. Oh God, Anthony. Yeah. Oh, the kid. Yeah, AJ. Okay. That's the son. That's the A. And I did watch now. it, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have watched the, it. The president what? and general manager of the Danbury Trashers. Yes, what? at 17 years old. That's what pretty sweet. What do you think yeah. about that? Like, first of all, I can never see my dad walking into the room going, hey, you're 17 years old. Here you go. I'm going to go give you like a million-dollar franchise to run. Well, your dad obviously doesn't have mob connections and run a garbage disposal or a garbage company and. Caledonia, Michigan. Yeah, or or need to laundry money and stuff right. like that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it blew me away. Like seriously. Well, the kid, in all fairness, did hurt himself and ended his. I'm sure what would have been a very <laughs> fruitful hockey career. I I want to know why school. I didn't hear about this back in 2005, 2006 when it was all going on. Why this this should have been yeah headline news. You know what though? It, to think about it though, he said 2004, 2005. I can see how it kind of went under the radar. The Kalamazoo K-Wings and, and the Lumberjacks and stuff like that, they uh, didn't exactly bring in, I guess, a lot of people. You got to think, yes, the internet, though, was around about 10 years, but it was that prevalent news to be shared or found easily as it no is way. today. No way, we were still on AOL and MySpace yeah. back then. Well, in the, in the U-Haul wasn't a very prom- predominant league. I mean, you no. had your, your no. NHL... 
your AHL, and then the UHL was kind of a dumpster fire. Yep. You know, I mean. You weren't going to read about it unless you went looking for it. Right. You know, really looking for about it. About what Speaking we hear about the, the Lumberjacks, same thing. We don't really hear a ton about it. What do you guys think of, uh, of the whole thing, though? Like, as I'm watching this thing, I found myself in Chris's boat. You guys are a bunch of dipshits. I, I, I totally, I don't want to hear you talk. I don't think you have any right. Especially the equipment manager. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He was a real hardo, wasn't (laughs) he? That guy saw way too many gangster movies growing (laughs) up. He just thought he was the absolute shit. But you got to admit, you know, it's, it kind of fit the whole thing, you know, to give everybody the premise of what this is. um, It's, it's basically, Somebody that was tied to the mob families, I believe it was the Genevieve's, and uh, they basically needed a way of laundering money. And the the father owned a truck tra- uh, trash company. Yep, transfer and facility. He gave his son a bought a hockey franchise and gave it to his son to run, and ended up uh, basically paying a lot of people under the table and. I don't want to say putting hits out, but there was kind of like hits on the ice and. and oh, you got rewarded for you got it. Rewarded you know, for you your behavior, grand. you know. Yeah, lo- loosely stated, nobody nobody got killed. Um, yeah. Barely. But as far as uh, the what transpired on the ice and uh, basically, um, what do you uh, when you um, grab somebody's number, you yeah. put it in your mind. Yep, picking numbers. Yeah, picking numbers. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was going on. They. The dad gives the kid the uh, president and GM role of a hockey team that he bought yep. or, or actually developed. And the NHL goes to a lockout. Yes. NHL players are playing for the U-Haul. Yep. Keep in shape unless they went overseas. They grab a couple of big-name talents. The The roster was loaded with, like, six heavyweights that could basically – not skate and all they that did one was guy lay was, a damn he beating. was a monster you're talking about wingfield yes yeah a monster he re, you know what looking at him though he looked he looked like marty mcsorley yeah i mean he just was just a brick i wouldn't fight him fuck that no no <laughs> i just thought that was a, a absolute crazy story the the hockey side of it was awesome I liked that. The the jersey design's cool. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the whole thing was really kind of, uh, as I'm watching this thing, I seriously was not, I was, this is, this guy, this whole thing is bullshit. Yeah. Hey, that's peak early 2000s right there, just yeah. especially with the way yeah. the kid it's dressed like, and everything. <laughs> the I will give him credit, though. He did put together, it seemed like a pretty good team that, and not just, you know, like picking heavyweights and stuff, but Players. he knew exactly what he was yes. going for and wanted and trying to build. I don't think he knew what he was doing at all. He said he, he was, just, he, he got he just, most of his stuff from playing Sega, you know. He just grabbed guys <laughs> well, and, and put them in places. Found some stats or something that yeah. he was looking at or whatever before, I don't know. Well, he grabbed, he grabbed Rupper from uh, New, New Jersey. Jersey, and he had just won the Stanley Cup the season prior. No, I'm talking about... Beyond those guys and stuff. The original just, building. The original. Yeah. Right. When he was going out and, you know, he was definitely looking for that tough grit type they, guy, which I guess. Yeah, they wanted you know, to be edgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he did, uh, to be honest, as much of a shit show mm-hmm. that he really was. Dude, the fans loved it. 
you know, he built a fan base. He built the love of a hockey in there. Yeah, there was some goonery, you know. Section 102. You know, whole, yeah. Yes. <laughs> all, all the crowd from Section 102. Man, when they did some interviews with those guys, weren't they some characters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what the funny part is? So, so here we are in 2021, and they're doing interviews with some of these people that, you know, if you put them all together, you might come up with eight teeth. Right, <laughs> they have summer teeth. Some yeah. are here, some are there. Some are dark, some are white, some are missing, some are. <laughs> but there's, it was like they had fresh new trasher gear on. Like, did they pull it out of the boxes just for this moment, or I, is there a market still out? There? I don't think there's a market out there because I listened to an interview with AJ Galante, and he was talking about uh, Drake had reached out to him and wanted to wear a jersey for a music video or something he was doing. He was really You can borrow mine, but I want it back. So AJ is <laughs> like, I don't have like any of the memorabilia, any of the jerseys. And he's in his office and he goes, he had one hanging on the wall. So he went in there and he busted the frame apart and sent it to Drake. <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll tell I you, I would have done that for Drake. You can find him. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just have lie. some new jerseys made up? <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't have time because Drake was like, I need it tomorrow. I'm sending a guy into Connecticut from New York or wherever he's at. Oh. Or no, he may have been in Canada. So across the border. Because I think Drake's from Canada. Yeah. At any rate, you know, this Danbury's in Connecticut uh, near New Haven. So out go the oh, uh, Hartford right. Whalers Jersey, and in he, come the Trashers. Yeah. You know what? But the the apparel's coming out. I just I just searched Danbury I'll, Trashers I'll and you can buy just it now. Say you know it's coming. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna make more off from that right now than they did. The probably trash. their two yes. seasons. There's gonna be a lot of lawsuits. The trash out industry, there. the the mm-hmm. waste management is. Mm-hmm. No, I meant from the team. Oh heck yeah. yeah! Hands down. I can't wait to see who comes to you with a, a trasher uh, idea for their uh, their hockey jerseys. Yeah, it probably already that. happened. Yeah, I'm not seeing. <laughs> I thought that. about doing it, but I was already too late to the party by the time I watched the show. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I personally was like, yeah, it's creative logo. I don't really care. I didn't care for it, but it was creative. I'll give you that. The mascot with the trash can. A, yeah, I mean, that, I get it. It's charming. It is. I don't know why, but I loved it. You know, it, it would almost have been better if they reached out to like Sesame Street. It was like, you know what? Can we can we use? Uh, Want to use Oscar, Oscar the, the Grouch? Grouch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think there was a, there was a a little bit of a, a lawsuit from the NHL because uh, the Atlanta Thrashers were a team. So the NHL had uh, put out a cease and desist about trashers yeah that's what aj had said in an interview i listened to oh okay i might have missed it yeah so he had mentioned it and i i don't know how it came out but they said you know we're gonna keep running our thing um if anything we probably were more popular than because of the atlanta thrashers and i don't think the nhl ended up pursuing anything further well there's really no case there there Mm -hmm. really isn't so it rhymed yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, so it rhymed and, and it gets autocorrected from trasher to thrasher. Yeah. That's about all you've got there. So, I don't think Batman had a leg to stand on. No. They're trying to protect uh, protect their identity and their their, their market. How many that. more years do you think this could have gone on if the dad hadn't been, you know, doing rounded all- up in 
the because the FBI caught on to it all yes. based on his business, and mm-hmm. they're like, "All right, well, he also and the way owns he was this. employing the players, not no, directly. that came out after that was after the fact. That was, that was, that was yeah, because of the investigation in from the FBI had done on his actual the garbage, you know, the mafia. Business. I think if the, if they had it separate, because. No, so, but I mean, if they didn't have that, I think it would still be rolling today. It, like, like legit, you like could, AJ could continue to yes. run this separate from the trash company. I think AJ, um, the, his passion for hockey, clearly his passion for the wrestling. fans and wrestling and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I really do think that the trashers would still be around today in some capacity if it was all done correctly and legally. They'd probably be um, an East Coast team right now. Or USHL team. Yeah, I definitely could see them yeah. proceeding but on. Could you have had the trashers, though, without the money under the table and you don't, stuff? Well, no, you probably wouldn't. Ha- you, you could have had them, but not at that capacity. Because it almost, if you go back and watch that, uh, that documentary, everybody seemed, and I'm just going to use this, seemed to have made their quote-unquote contract to play with that team under legal and no shady business so they were already there Mm -hmm. and they were already committed to play for the terms of a contract right the money that was handed to them under the table after the fact was just the bonus after uh, after it's already keep them around into uh encourage certain behavior yes absolutely so i i really do think that it probably would have proceeded on because they already committed to being a part of something without knowing they were going to get the second hand part already shoot a lot of those guys didn't really have a lot going on no. before they got an offer for this team. So. A- absolutely. Yeah, they were saying that they're like Wingfield's calling somebody saying, Hey man, we just need you to come down for a game or whatnot. Man, I haven't skated in five years. Don't worry about it. We don't need you to skate. We just need you to go out there and kill someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Figuratively. You know, you know what the, the thing was is I never realized uh, un- uh, until I was like watching the uh, documentary that uh, their biggest rivalries we're going against the uh, Kalamazoo Wings. Yeah. And I thought I was sitting there watching they, it. I was like, holy smokes, that's so cool. They, and they mentioned um, the Lumberjacks in there as well. Yep. So two Michigan U-Haul teams were, going. were mentioned in the doc- documentary. And they had great success. They went to the finals two years in a row, I want to say. Well, it was the only two years of their existence. Were they only around for two yes. years? I thought it was more than that. No. Okay. Because they, they bought them in and they got their uh, one. I didn't. No, it might have been a, it might have been a couple, couple years. I could be misp- uh, misspoken here, because I I do feel that the back to back ones because they won it uh, in one of those years and then they lost that no, next year to the wings. No, I don't think they ever wings. won a championship. Yes, they did. They they had gone to the championship. Did twice. they? I don't know. I don't think they ever won no, one. No, they, didn't, they never won. When I was watching it. Well, Chris is probably the most current on watching it because I watched it almost a month ago. Yeah, I was, and I'm about a you month were ago. right around the same yeah. time. Yeah. So they never, they won never, one. they never clinched one. We got to get on Google. They went to the finals, but hell, I just huh. think it was a cool, it was cool little documentary for one of those true, true, true crime documentary Dateline special kind of things. I know? liked, I liked hearing from like the some of the old players, um, you know. Seeing what they're doing now and hearing them talk, reminiscent. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was and just AJ's awesome. sitting in front of a, a boxing ring now. He's he's training folk, you know, kids and shit to box, yeah. and he's actually doing a um, I think he's a one one of the undercards for the upcoming Fury versus. Oh no, I can't remember who it is now. Really? 
probably going to get chirped like crazy for not knowing, but eh. the, the next upcoming UFC fight or something, so you might be able to see him on that. Probably not. No? No. I'm not paying for the pay-per-view. I, I do not pay for it. I know Drew Amell kind of sent stuff. out an invite. You probably didn't get it because you're not cool like me. No, I did. Oh, darn. I can't go if you're going. Yep. They, we can't I, put two just chirping guys in yeah, the same Yeah, what is room. that? The Wilder, Wilder and... Uh, Wilder Fury. Yes. Yes. There yes. it was. I knew I was going to come up with it. I just needed an apple from you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Are you searching more I am, but on I'm, crime I'm and penalties? I, I am not uh, coming up with anything. Do here. you remember the name of the flagship that put all these together? The crime and penalties. They also have the Caitlyn Jenner. Um, it's it's untold. A couple of, untold. That's untold, what it was. Yes. 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 So untold crime and penalties. Um, Crime and Penalties is the episode about A.J. Galante, his dad, James, and the Danbury Trashers. If you haven't caught it, go check it out. It's a fun little ride. I will say that. Very, very interesting to say the least. You know I, I, you know what? Before we jump off this real quick, it does look like there is or was. Oh, and it looks like is. The Danbury Whalers, so there actually is a hockey team still there in the area. Uh, do Does it say what um, league they're in? Uh, looking that up right now in the league they're in, they're in the Federal Hockey League. Oh, boy, the old Federal League. Yep, and they are founded in 2010. That sounds like slap shot if I hadn't heard it before. Definitely slap shot. They're probably playing out of the old war memorial, eh? <laughs> Got the organists foil, up there. <laughs> foil them up, boys. Put on the foil, eh? You want some? Well, we'll keep with the hockey talk moving on here. Um, it was, it was put out right after we recorded last week that Tyler Bertuzzi is not vaccinated, does not plan to get vaccinated, and will not be able to travel to Canada, and will be sacrificing north of 400k over those nine games that he won't be able to participate with the wings based on the travel embargo from the u.s to canada what are your thoughts on that decision by him uh you know what first of all i will say that you know what stand for stand for something or fall for anything kind of thing if that's how he feels and he strongly feels that who am i to say anything about it he knows what he's given up uh, not going. I think if the Red Wings were truly a playoff contender, Stanley Cup contender, he might look at it a little differently maybe. Um, but who gives a shit about nine games and you're not going to have any playoff series in Canada anyways. So the amount of money that it makes in a contract, and if he really firmly believes that, he has a right to believe it and he has a right not to travel. You're talking nine out of eighty-two games. Yep. They get paid. Uh, his contract is roughly fifty thousand a game. Okay. So he'll lose out that money in that. Um, I think, I think it's standing for something like you said. Uh, if he doesn't feel the need or the want or the urge to be vaccinated, I think that's a personal decision. Yeah. Um, I also find it very cool and somewhat interesting that he has backing from his teammates, yeah. including uh, captain um, Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin, thank you. And uh, head coach uh, Jeff Blaschel. He's uh, still there. 
Yeah, he's still there. This 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 is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be awkward if we ever have his brother on the show, huh? You know, it might be real <laughs> awkward, but the only reason that he's there is because he doesn't have much for a salary. They're waiting to become a contender to replace him. So anyways. Yeah, that could be the case too. <laughs> or he gets them to contention and then they stay with him. Mm, I don't I don't think it's all on coaching. I think there's personally, you know, moving uh, it's kind of a sidebar to yep. the main topic, but I think there's too much good young talent buried in the AHL with the Griffins that the Red Wings are struggling because of that. We the Wings have lost a considerable amount of talent in the past 5 years and they uh, that's when the downward spiral had started. In my opinion. Well, there's a lot of retirements and stuff there, too. I I, I think Blaschel's always been handed hot players, and he hasn't, as a coach, earned any of it. The players manage themselves, and they just – maybe there was a moment they needed a timeout or something maybe needed to be said, but I, I don't see him bringing a full-course meal to the table. I think um, a couple extra years in the AHL would have done Jeff – yeah. Good. Uh, he hasn't um, earned anything. He won a championship in Grand Rapids, and then they, um, the contract ended out. with uh, Babcock, uh, which in hindsight is pretty good because he turned out to be a real freaking douchebag. Yeah, it sounds like it a little bit. Yes, I, I'm not. I'm not debating his coaching ability, but his, as yep. a, you know, personally, I think he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Just my two cents on that one. Yeah, man. You, I, uh, yeah, it's weird how we go from Tyler. Yeah. We're, we're blashing bat or bashing blash. <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> we should what, make that a segment. You know what the funny thing is? Is like I might be missing something. You know, but I heard Babcock was a complete prick about the way he coached and all that stuff. Well, guess what? Most of us kids that grew up in the fifties, sixties, seventies, we're used to. Prick coaches. This new generation can't handle it when somebody's hammering them like that. You know, we knew that when your coach was hammered on you, he was trying to get the best out of you, and it wasn't because he hated you. It was because he's trying to motivate you. You know, now, you know, generation whatever the fuck you guys are, it's more, you know, oh, my feelings. Oh, I can't, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, you know, play with the tears in my eyes. And that's just how I feel. There's just too much whining and bullshit. Play the game. Coach doesn't like something. He's going to be up your hind end. He's going to grill you. And it's at that point, you either tighten up your, your, your skates or grab your stick a little firmer and you go after it and go get it or just get the hell out of the locker room, clean it out and find somebody else that wants to put in the blood, sweat and tears. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. I like. I, I personally don't think Babcock's a bad guy. I read what I said, and I was like, "Man, he sounds like he's kind of an asshole." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, you know that's how you build winnings, though. You know, you got to find who's got the thick skin. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to be able to go through it and have the the fortitude to push through the wall versus sitting there worrying about, you know, well, my coaches, you know, he he yelled at me today. Well, pick up your shit and get out. You know, that's just how I feel. I'm the same kind of way. I, I would rather have a hard. I'd rather have Babcock over Blashill any day of the week. Even if it, even if Babcock hated you, I bet he would still give you opportunity because you still brought something to the table. You might not have got along with him, but he, if you were that guy, I bet he would keep you going, keep you rolling because yeah, you're, you're a warrior. 
I think he would he would be more of a the professional side of things. On the personal side of things, definitely not that guy. Yep. Not a player's coach. Nope. Uh, led with a, a bit of an iron fist. I think some of the gimmicks that he has pulled that have come to light yep. are awfully shitty. Yep. Um, but I would never I'm take. Not saying a, they're not. I would never take away from his his professional prowess and the fact that in in the light of winning and coaching going hand in hand, great coach. Absolutely. Now I also I I kind of lean a little bit more on. Um, the the team side effort, uh, positive reinforcement opposed to negative reinforcement. I'm all I'm driven a little bit more by somebody saying, "Hey, you know what? You you didn't perform great, but I know you're going to do better next time." Because I don't need a coach to tell me. We've talked about this a lot. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. and I, we, we, so I know we we're go kinda, back and forth. We're kind of <laughs> getting into that. Like I I understand your your side and respect that. Have you noticed though, over the last year I don't yell at you as much you as do, I used to? You don't get as intense. <laughs> yeah, because I I I personally like Jay Jay is on the other side. Jay Jay would perform better with an ass chewing. Um, I'll perform better with somebody that's in my corner with me and understanding like, Hey, the face-offs just aren't working for me tonight. I I'm just having an off night. I'm doing the best I can Yep. because I never not give it it's everything kind of I funny. got. Our conversations you know, know. kind of evolved here to, to, to <laughs> that. It's like, I feel like I'm in therapy. It's right. It works. Um, therapy helps. I, uh, that is funny that you and say I'd rather that. play for a player's coach than you know, a prick. Uh, I, he's going to get more out of me if, he understands how I think every player needs to be coached differently. Maybe I am sensitive and that's okay. I'm fine to admit that. Would you not admit though, our, our, our way of, we'll call it, we'll make it sound like we're assholes dealing with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's changed though. I I think over the first, uh, when when we first found out, you're like, Hey guys, I, I I definitely don't want to be barked at, you know, but if you talk to me, maybe in this way, things will get better. Maybe the first month we, we, it was like, Oh, we got to word it this way because Stefan's going to, you know, <laughs> but ha- over the next course of the year though, I think it actually was a big part of us, you know, winning our first big title as a team together because we knew how to respond to you. It was never communicated how to respond to you until mm-hmm. you said, hey, guys, you just can't do it this way. It's kind of like making the, me shut down your style of learning. Yeah, some people uh, can learn by taking notes. Uh, some people are more hands-on. Uh, some people can visualize it, and once you kind of tailor your coaching to what your each individual player needs, you're gonna have better success. Better out of success because yeah. you, you put Jay, you, and I in a well, locker room three together. Different personalities. Lots of different personalities, and and like you had said, you know, if I'm if somebody's up my ass, and I'm already feeling really bad about my performance or how I'm feeling or how I'm playing. Like I'm already in my head saying, yep. you know, that you just, you're worthless, this and that. And then you get a third party or a second party, I guess, if right. you're having the conversation in your head that is getting up your butt too, then you just, like you said, shut down, you know, and you just can't See, even I, function. I, I, you know, going back, I, I personally, uh, had one one coach, I think, in my whole quote unquote, you know, sports career, that I would say was more of like a, a, the feelings coach. Uh, that you know, Brian Brokeisen, uh was my coach through uh, high school soccer, and he very much so was uh, more more checking as like how's today kind of going kind of guy. 
other than that, anything that I ever had, even into college, even when I uh, played overseas, was like, do you want to go home? And you better get your head out of your ass. You got to step up. Because that, that bus ticket is waiting to be punched, son. And there's somebody waiting to get on, and you are, you know, going to get off. Yep. You know, and it was, so, and, and it wasn't a lot of the, uh, you know, cuddly, oh, you know, I know you had a rough day today at class. You, you know, it, <laughs> it, it was seriously, you, you put out or you get out. And I didn't have a lot of that. My dad wasn't one of those coaches either. I put his arm around you and said, man, you know what, we'll go get him tomorrow, Tiger. It was like, you boys are running. (laughs) You know, it's like more grounders, more of this. You want to be a champion? Bleed for it, you know? Sure. And I, and I get, I get that. I I certainly do. It's it's different different for everyone. Um, We did kind of get off on a tangent there. Uh, Could you imagine though? Yeah. Getting back on topic. Right. I I had this in my back burner. What if Tyler played for, you know, played for the, uh, the Maple Leafs? I he, it'd be a, I don't know. Would, so he wouldn't be able to go to the U.S. Then he wouldn't be able to play in Canada, would or he? would he not be able to play at all? He, I see. That's, that's a whole wrinkle. But with that too, um, Tyler's one of ten to fifteen. I I'm not sure, certain on the number of unvaccinated players. So, huh? I'm, I'm not. NHL is sh- going to be really small in two years. Well, you had brought up a point about the other um, national. League sports, yeah, um, Major League Baseball, Baseball and NBA. There's no restraints. They can go back and forth and play their game. So it's obviously not Canada that's saying no. USA no, players is, can't come like up. Like this NHL... is a, a Batman decision. Yes, correct. Yes. What a Be- jerk. Because if you look at it, you know we'll 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 take the New York Yankees just you know because everybody knows their name, but they're in the same division as the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. When you have a 162 game season. You know roughly that you're going to be going to Toronto or they're going to be coming to see you, Canadian-based team, maybe at least 20 times during the course of a season. That's a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have to sit out. And they don't have a problem games. with this. And I guess that's kind of the part that I'm kind of getting at. They don't have a problem with you know, uh, going back and forth this way. So what's the big deal with hockey? You know, I, I don't get it either. I'm very surprised that the NHL isn't following the NBA because they typically do. So if. Well, and I think a lot of that, what you just said, has a lot to do with the fact that most of these arenas are jointly, you know, you know Tuesday basketball, yeah. you know, Thursday hockey kind of thing. Right. So it seemed like it. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. The Raptors are playing the Pistons on one night, and who cares if it's the Maple Leafs and Red Wings the next? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. In my it, mind. it just seems very weird that they're doing it. And, and you kind of got to wonder is, is NHL doing this to push for that 100% uh, vaccinated number? And this is their, their prying way to do so? I, I, I wouldn't say pry. I'd say more stick, but. <laughs> I, I give it the old can opener. I, I do. I support Tyler Bertuzzi and all of this. I, I am not a fan of anybody ever telling somebody what to what to do. Uh, I don't. I hate controlling. I know that I am a control freak, so sometimes I kind of get, get, you know, hey, you got to do it this way. Um, but when it comes to your body, your mind, anybody that tries to force you to do anything like that, I just can't buy into. I just can't. Yeah, it's a real shame that. It's uh, got to be my choice. It's got to be your choice. Right. A, a lot of companies um are requiring this and they're 
especially in the healthcare industry. And then they back away from it. People are falling off. Checks out. So, yeah, I mean, you, you got to figure the majority of people that want to get vaccinated are vaccinated. Yes. Uh, eventually, it shouldn't matter the the small margin of people that aren't vaccinated. Eventually, this thing's going to go away, right? Uh, I don't think it's ever going to go think away. So. I don't think it's ever going to go away. I, I think the kind of the interesting uh, to, the part of all this, and this is, you know, if anybody hears this, this might be the episode that we, like, delete in the future. <laughs> it's like... You know what? Uh, you, you got a you got a bunch of people that are vaccinated, and then you got a bunch of people that actually had had COVID. So where's the math come out that you're either protected or you got natural immunity, and then you have people that are unvaccinated that haven't haven't had it at all yet? Um, it's never. I don't think it's ever going to go go away in, in my lifetime, at least. Um, you know, well, you don't have many years left, no, so of I course don't. it'll be around Clock's in your whole ticking. lifetime. <laughs> um, Do we have a TikTok? <laughs> I, th- I think one of the most understanding things that I can kind of get behind uh, on this, and I say kind of, but I kind of do really get behind is if a bunch of people that are, that are unvaccinated are taking up space away from people that have natural things like a heart attack, stroke, you know, and they need the hospital space. There could be uh, obviously a conflict of interest. Like, hey, you could have been vaccinated, and you wouldn't take up the space for my mom who just had a heart attack. I get this. I, I understand this. Um, but you know what? Uh, the, probably a rude thing that people misconstrue is like, person A chose not to be unvaccinated, and your mom chose to be a diabetic eating candy all the time. <laughs> you know, it, it's. That's one that I haven't heard before, but it makes uh, the diabetic sense. person is probably going to be the one with COVID, also. But you, you know what I'm getting at, though. Poor life choices on one end, uh, and then and poor life choices on the other. You know, I just want to know what happened to all these extra hundreds of thousands of hospital beds that they, you know, created back in March and April. They were able to create them year. then, but we can't yeah. create these but now in the event that there isn't enough room. Reportedly needed. Create a triage in a separate location for COVID people and leave all the beds wide open in the hospital. The the main goal for a hospital is to have 100% full capacity because that's where they're making all their money anyway. Which is a very true statement. You guys know that I do not like talking about this because uh, with all the stuff that I have going on. Yeah, we were able to, uh, you to know, pull pull the curtain back. Um, it's been a long two years. Um, I do firmly believe in people's choices. I really don't care. I really personally don't care. If you're vaccinated, awesome, great. If you're not, uh, if you're not Enjoy vaccinated, your free hamburger. Uh, yeah, awesome, great. But you know what? You don't have you don't have to go out there, and you don't have to be a jerk to one uh, to each other, mm-hmm. uh, and try to push you know quote unquote your agenda or feelings on other people that are entitled to think and believe and follow through on what they want. This is America still. Last time I checked, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all that we got. Does any, do either of you guys have anything else to add? No, I think we're running over an hour at this point. So oh, yeah. let's wrap this. Hopefully, up and, Jay comes back next week. Yes. Maybe he'll have another excuse why he can't play with us. <laughs> play with me. Get back up here in the playpen, Jay. Uh, with that being said, I guess I'll say it first. Make you, good choices, everybody. You're going first this time. Yeah, I did. Oh, thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button so you never. M-
the show. It's called Trippin', you know? And trippin's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'll be chirpin' too. So pull up a chair and grab a brew and listen to Chirpin'.